0: The views on this program do not reflect those of ONTV or its Board of Directors. Welcome to OAA Now, your home for Oakland Activities Association news and information. Here's your host,
1: Sammy Termina. Welcome to OAA Now here. I'm Sammy a blogger of the Dragons Insider, blogger of Inside the OAA, and one of the hosts of uh, Between Two Minutes on Oriental Television. I'd like to welcome those watching the local voice on SoundCloud and those hearing us on YouTube and on Oriental Hotel, All
0: over the place, Sammy. We're all over the place.
1: Yes, we are. Um, Ian, of course, happy Labor Day. Uh,
0: Yeah, hey. uh, Did you have a good one? I know you were up north.
1: I did, you know. Um, Good weather. Every time we go up north, we have breaking news. (laughs) Um, To say uh, yes. So here we go. All fall sports back up again. Of course. Shocker. um, Of course, um, Governor Gretchen Whitmer, of course, gave the um, okay to – the MHA to reinstate fall sports. And also, we got more breaking news as well. More? Yes, we do. <sighs> Not going to be. Pontiac and Ferndale have reinstated fall sports, which means Whoa. now they'll be competing again. So everything we Whoa. talked about for a month basically has well, come back and bit us.
0: Well, I wouldn't say bit us, but mm-hmm. it's uh, it, it's great I, news. It's good news. Yeah, man. I mean, it's the stuff we've been waiting for.
1: However, and... it's under strict supervision. Strict yes. Everybody would... has to wear masks.
0: Which should be, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's what we talked about. It's like, you got to loosen up a little bit, see what happens. Mm-hmm. And uh, can we do this safely, right? You had college football, Navy and BYU can, were on. we got all these different it. things going I think you can
1: on. do this safely, especially if everybody's wearing masks and all that. Yeah. You know, I think you can do this safely. Well, we, but I we, think the biggest sport to me was shocking was football.
0: Yes, uh, for them oh, to bring football the way they did after announcing it was being going into the spring, do you think some kids are going to come back into the fold that said, "Hey, I'm leaving early," or "I'm sitting out"? Well, and- they're already
1: gonna be coming back and playing early anyway because it's in the fall now.
0: I know, but like, let's say you know some of the the big names that uh, Dillinger, Spindler, Spindler, yeah. those guys, are they coming back?
1: They are now. Okay. Um, and of course Naya, you- and here's a very interesting thing: everybody makes the playoffs.
0: Yes, I heard that.
1: Everybody makes the playoffs. So that's very interesting.
0: Yes. Um, uh, <laughs> so, so, so easy. the season could, I mean, end. Do we have anything on the schedule, or do we want to um, talk December, about that in a bit? 5th,
1: December the fifth. December the fifth. I know it's the state finals, but they're not doing it at Ford Field. They're no. doing it at different yes. sites.
0: And I heard, I heard the interview with uh, Ewell on ninety-seven-one, the ticket here in uh, the Detroit area, and he was saying something like, "Yeah, I can't be at Ford Field because if there's no bodies in the in the stands, they can't pay for the venue." Right. So they have to pick where that's going to be, where they're going to play, and you got to think about weather at that time because it it's gonna be snowy. It's gonna be snowy crazy. Speaking yeah. of
1: that, we got a guest here. Speaking of crazy,
0: speaking of crazy, <laughs> we got
1: um coach. We got the voice of the Dragons um announce crew, Coach Doug Corliss here.
2: Hey Doug, what's up, Coach? Hey guys, talk about a snow job. I'm glad you have me here.
1: <laughs> I know it's it's. I remember last year's pod. I mean, it was like um. That was probably one of the best ones we had in a long time. And
0: <laughs> well, it's always good to have guests on, right? I mean, we've, we're kind of in a groove now of having a guest and doing some interviews, and it's always good to get Doug back in the uh, the saddle again because football's on.
1: Oh yeah, now football's on, and of course, why not talk football with the voice of Lake Orion football, which is Doug Corliss?
2: You know this this season, and you know from from April on. Has been so crazy in so many different ways. You have footballs going to the spring. Yeah. Then you have some teams saying, we're not going to play just to turn around and change their minds in the past 24 hours. This has been and, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to be, uh, you know, two tickets for every player. So the stands will not be full. But you will still have a crowd which which I think is imperative you've got to have people in the stands that yeah. is it's, I agree with that, especially for high school football, yeah,
1: it, especially yeah. for that because you know, and I think what helps in a high school format is basically it's you can it's a smaller group going more local, you know what I mean I think that helps a lot
2: um I think it's tragic that the marching bands. Mm all the work they put in and, you know, football games are their time as much as the athletes, you know, the, the football players and the cheerleaders and all the periphery that goes along with playing a football game is not going to be there.
1: No, it's not. And, you know, it's it's really unfortunate, you know what I mean, with what's going to happen there. But um...
0: And you're looking at, I'm trying to look at positives going, having people in the stands at all is a good thing. You know, I didn't think yeah. that was going to happen well, at were gonna, all.
1: There, there are several districts, of course, that are not going to have fans at all. Pontiac, of course, announced in their um, letter, no their superintendent, yeah, no fans. So that's going to be, yeah. that was really surprising to me that, that Kelly Williams, the superintendent of Pontiac schools said that, I mean, like that there were going to be no fans, but at least, you know, there will be some fans at games this year, which helps a lot.
2: Yeah, it does. Hmm. And it's. It's going to be Friday Night Lights. It's, you know, we're going to play football, mm-hmm. which is great. And they're going to have high school sports. And the amazing thing, even though there will not be students in the building in a lot of cases, you're still going to have high school sports. the The community will still go on yeah. in spite of this. And this makes it, if you want to
1: watch games, you know what I mean? It makes this very vital is that um, you look at, of course, you know, your community access television. You know, we have ONTV, OCTV, Independent, CMN. I mean, you have radio stations like WDBC, The Lakes
2: 88. Yeah.
1: Like The Lakes Radio Station. Those are going to be vital this year, really vital.
2: It is amazing that that 20 years ago, we never could have thought of this. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Even, it's, it, yeah. It, and that was when Lake Orion football 20 years ago under Mike Berry was beginning to come back into prominence. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the packed stands, the people lined up around the track, you know, the, the whole, the whole atmosphere, it's going to be different. It's going to be but different. We'll still will still have the cheering of the crowd.
1: That is true. I mean, that's going to, and it's going to be very interesting, especially with the, with how it's going to be, especially because now you're going to basically look at, okay, it's going to likely be six feet apart. You know what I mean? Social distancing yeah. will be there. Um, And I think, you know, um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. And- if
2: it's anything like college ball, they will extend the player's box. hmm uh, you know, ten yards either way to encourage and to be able to facilitate social mm-hmm. distancing. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's going to be different. It's and going to be different. different. Everybody will adapt. The game will go on. We will go on. You know, what we do, bringing Dragon Football to the community, won't be the same as it had been, but we'll adapt.
1: And I think no, that's we'll the thing. I think that's the thing that um, we got to look at. As we we got to adapt, and you know. And I think you said it right. We have to adapt. I'm know? just shocked that it's happening at all. Yeah,
0: you know that yeah. that football was thrown into the mix. That was kind of uh, that that really shocked me. I knew soccer was coming. You know, in volleyball, because if they open the gyms, hey, we're good to go. We're going to have some volleyball matches, and you know, in the OAA, Doug, you know this too. Um, you know, how great the volleyball programs are in the OAA, you know, and to sure. say, hey, that's coming back. That's happening. Great. And then when they threw football in, oh, my. I mean, it kind of I think it threw everybody for a.
1: I think that protest in Lansing probably had a lot to say about you think that. so. I think it did. You know,
2: I don't know. Um, I was not in favor of the protests. You know, certainly it's their right to protest but to there were a lot of protesters up there were saying you're denying my son my daughter the chance at a college scholarship let's look at this realistically
0: (laughs) statistics yep
2: yes statistics say that your child probably won't get a college scholarship as good as they may be you know it may be tough to get a college scholarship. You still may play yes. collegiate sports. Yes. But you're not going to get your education paid for.
1: But also, I think there's another part of this, and you know, I think it's to make new friends, to be with your, to be with your brothers, or to be with your sisters. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think there's a mental aspect of this. You know what I mean? That, and I've been yeah. saying this for months. You know what I mean? That. There, there, there is a mental mindset of this, and I know Mark Yuls did say that it, the reason why the MHA is doing this is because of the mental mindset of the kids.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. A lot of kids need that athletic participation.
1: hmm
2: Yeah. So
0: especially if anyhow. you're gonna be locked up all day, mm-hmm. you know, you're you're yeah. in your uh, a lot of these school districts like Lake Orion and others are doing the virtual online The only situation. one I know is
1: Oxford is face-to-face. It's going
0: back, yeah. But they have the options, right? I right. mean, you, you can pick. But mm-hmm. So if you're going to be inside, like my son, he's a freshman in high school today, starts his first day at Lake Orient High School. He's in his bedroom with his laptop, and he's going to be taking notes and hearing lectures. And to have practice start at 3.30 today for cross-country, it's good to get out of the house. It's in mm-hmm. to have that socialization. You know, get out there, socialize with your buddies, run, and compete. So. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's a good deal.
1: Um, let's go now from, um, you know, we look at that, this aspect now, let's look at some teams, of course, um, some football teams, of course. And we talked a lot about, um, about it last year. Of course, we, um, the divisions this year, um, you know, are very interesting. It's a, um, six, six, nine format. Um, when you look at the red, the white and the blue, um, I know that, um, It's been really hard getting analysis and all that, but it's, (laughs) but I've, I've got at least got something, you know what I mean? At least for all three divisions. So, so what is your thoughts on, um, every team making the playoffs? Um, do you think it can be done
2: possible? (laughs) Oh, it'll be done. (laughs) You're going to see, I mean, it's going to just going to be like a continuation of the season Mm Mm-hmm. And it's it's not going to be much different than the way it is in baseball Mm -hmm. or basketball where every team qualifies for the postseason. Mm -hmm. You may be a one and done. Let's face it, half the teams that go in there will will be one and done. And I think it's gonna
1: make it really interesting because you look at division one, division two, division one through division eight, it's basically gonna be like a sixty four team. So like very similar to the NCAA (laughs) tournaments.
2: I want to see, and and you know, we haven't even started the season yet, but I want to see how the the districts are going to pan yeah, out. No oh kidding. yeah, no yeah. kidding. And I mean, I, I look at it simply from a fact of would you would they put, let's just use two teams for an example, West Bloomfield and Belleville, ooh. in hmm. the same district. I yeah.
1: you know, <laughs> I still think you know, that would be very interesting because. We know both West Bloomfield and Belleville are going to have very good teams this year. We yeah. know that they're going to have very good teams. I don't trust Belleville at all. West <laughs> Bloomfield, you know, the only issue that I could have with Coach Ron Bellamy's team is their offensive line. But other than that, I, that could be very interesting. But you still got to deal with Plymouth, Canton. Um, if you're in Belleville, most likely with Brownstown, Woodhaven. I mean, that could be interesting. It could be an interesting regional. But I don't know if I see it as a district.
2: district. Yeah, too big Too big of a game. That, are you saying that Belleville is the best of a weak crop?
1: Yes, I am saying okay. that. <laughs> But <laughs> if you put West Bloomfield there, that changes
2: everything. West Bloomfield is going to have, and we've seen it before, where they have the advantage, if you want to call it, of playing quality competition most mm-hmm. Friday nights. They've got to do Clarkston. They've got to do Lake Orion. They've got to do Southfield A&D. By the time they get to the playoffs, they're battle-hardened. They're going
1: to be battle-hardened. And when you look at a team like Belleville, I know they got to deal with dearborn Fortson. Um they got to deal with... But I just don't think the um, Kensington Lakes is as tough of a conference. Now, I know Livonia-Franklin... The Vivonia schools are going to be better, but I just think at the end of the day, I don't know if the Kensington is going to be as good as the OAA is going to be this year. Year in and year out, the OAA has always been a really good conference.
2: Right, and Chris Fritching and I talk about that a lot, about the premier conferences in the state. Mm -hmm. And if if you want to go by state championship trophies, yeah the oaa is right up there
1: it's right up there you gotta also mention the ottawa kent as well of course um, you know with rockford um there and the ottawa kent and then of course you know um, last year davison from the saginaw valley won the um state title a year ago in division one um you know so i'm curious to see there's some teams i'm very curious to watch especially some teams out of in the um, out of league which could be really interesting um could be to the OA. Now, Davison could be one of them. Davison and Lapeer are two in, are two interesting teams to keep an eye on. Um, and, of course, you yeah, have in, in the East, you have Utica, Eisenhower, Macomb, Dakota, Chippewa Valley. And then, of course, South, we mentioned Belleville. And then, of course, the possibility Detroit-Cast Tech is another one.
2: So, mm-hmm. you are right. And you look at, at Davison and Lapeer, You know, much was expected of Lapeer last year. And they, they just couldn't get it done when they had to, starting with opening night against Lake Orion. Yeah. Well, when
1: you look at Lapeer, Lapeer actually went, I mean, like they had that big win at Davidson to close out the regular season, but they lost in the playoffs. And I think, you know, I don't know if it was with Lapeer, it's probably that they had a two-quarterback system, you know, but everything for them started and ended with Phoenix Dixon. And when you look at Lapeer, I mean, and – you know, the Pierce stretch, you know, it's just for them, it's getting by Davison and Davison actually, you know, they went and won a state title. Yep. And they have a quarterback named Brennan Sullivan on that team. Yep. You know, and he's back, he's back. I got questions at receiver for <laughs> Davison. So that's going to be, um, that's a big question mark, but I think Davison for sure will be a contender, but if you, um, but if, can you just imagine maybe an OA power going up there to Davison or Davison having to go, to see a team like Clarkston, maybe a Lake Orion and, or an Oxford, you know what I mean? Clarkston, for sure, a lot of people are going to be talking about saying that this team is back. And the big question for me is going to be their defense.
2: Clarkston got a huge wake-up call last year. Yes, they did. <laughs> Would
0: we call it Sammy, the twilight zone? The season yes. of the twilight zone? Yeah. Everything for, was upside down.
2: Yeah, for Clarkston... To go as many years as they did in 17 years, go deep years. in the deep into playoffs, and then all of a sudden, and look, we've heard it all around the league that Clarkston conducts themselves differently. Yes, they do. We've heard it all over the league from all different schools. Well, Clarkston got a kick in the face last year.
1: Well, in the start of that week, one lost to Southfield, yeah. which was now,
2: head scratching. Will they do it again? I don't think so. I think Coach Richardson is going to be very demanding of his team next this year. He knows what he's got. He's got Rocco Spindler committed to Notre Dame. He's got Dallinger, Dallinger committed yeah. To, yeah, to LSU. He has got the horsepower up front. He has a quarterback who got experience last year? Like the year. pillow, yep. Yeah. So and then
1: Ethan Clark emerging as a running back last year week. Nobody saw no. especially what he did against Southfield and Oxford. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the, those those are um when you look at Clarkson and you have Justin Buckman at receiver. I mean, there is no excuse for this program to not win maybe five games. You know what I mean? When yeah. you look at Clarkson. I mean, like if this team if this team has another struggle like they did. I can't see it. Um, then something's seriously wrong. I mean, <laughs> I think last year there was a lot of problems with that team at Clarkson. I really do. I mean, defensively is the one I'm curious to see what Clarkson. Because I think they're going to give up a ton of points still this year.
2: You but they what? will score a bunch. You look at the Lake Orion game last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they passed them silly. I, they, they, they ran all over them yeah yeah they they were they were almost using the pass to set up the run hmm and then when they handed it uh you know they were able to run it down their throats. Oak Park so, same
1: thing against Clarkson
2: yeah Oak Park
1: same thing against him. Yep. I mean, of course Oak Park now moving up to the red as well so
0: yeah wow, I'm
1: curious to see how that team's going to be after a very disappointing postseason. After I'm um, getting upset by Farmington a year ago. I mean, that's a team yeah. I'm looking at.
2: And Oak Park, you can put those in with a couple, three teams in the OAA that are, I guess, underachievers, for lack of a better word. I know one of them for sure. <laughs> so much is expected and so little is produced. Now, Oak Park will go out and run through their division. Mm hmm. But they can't put it together in the playoffs. Southfield A and t That's so the one I mentioned. It, so much was expected of them last year. You have Andrew Rump last year. Yeah, you know, so much was expected and so little came to fruition. And it's puzzling. You, you don't know why. I think that's the thing when you don't
1: know when you don't know with them um, A and T. I mean, obviously when you look at what Every year and as this comes down to me last year, A and T was a team that a lot of people had high expectations for. Oh yeah. I didn't even I didn't I didn't buy it. You know what I mean? And it came down and AT had some that went against Clarkson which was huge and then they had those two bad losses where they were outscored fifty four to fifteen yeah. by Lake Orton and West Bloomfield. Then of course everything took a went up better, had a better chance until they ran into Clarkson that, um Commit that dumb 15-yard penalty that cost in that Clarkson game. And then they ha- they still had a chance to make the playoffs.
2: All they had to do was beat River Rouge, and look what happened. And look at a couple of things that cost them in games.
1: Clarkson, obviously, 15-yard
2: penalty. Yep, yeah, penalties and special teams. Does it come they down put, to discipline problems with, with A&T? They, no, you know what, They've. I think it's been that they've got tremendous athletes. And when they've got the ball, they're explosive. Uh, they can stop the ball, but they're not. Number one, they're not good playing from trying to play catch up. No, they're not. And number two, they've got to, you know, we've always said practice was threefold offense, defense, special teams. Mm-hmm. Well, you've got to get someone on your squad. That can long snap. Because (laughs) if you looked at the Lake Orion game last year, the ball was going anywhere but into the punter's (laughs) hand. I remember that. That's true. So
1: I know they're hyping up Isaiah Marshall, this freshman running, as freshman quarterback. I know they're hyping him up. He's got a lot of Sam Johnson in him, to me, in my opinion.
2: Yeah. So, you know, the and we, we've said it before about this. we say it again. You've got to concentrate on all three aspects of your football team.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, mm-hmm. we've, you know, Southfield A&T can come back. They get tremendous athletes there. But they've got to be channeled in the right direction and disciplined. We've mm-hmm. said that before.
1: Yep. Now, a team I'm really high on this year is Stony Creek. Nick Merlo done a really good, has done a masterful job with that program, building that program up. Um, when you look at Stony Creek, obviously um, they got a lot back, starting with their quarterback, um, Ryan Eckhout. Cameron Buford's back. They got a very good line led by Austin Jordan. The only thing I have concerns for Coach Merlo's team is going to be that deep threat at wide receiver. I mean, they do have a very good receiver in Grant Lowry who's playing tight end, but Stony Creek's a team
2: I'm really high on this year. Last year in that playoff game with Lake Orion, Stony Creek was masterful. Mm-hmm. That was a great game. They controlled the ball. They controlled the clock. And they played an excellent game. Coach Murlo had them ready to play.
3: Oh, yeah. And
2: now with he's got, you know, more experience coming back, I think Stony Creek can be a factor.
1: They're in that white division. That could be really interesting because, um, you look at North Farmington's in there now. Um, you look at them. Um, home of the State semifinalists a year ago. Groves, of course, is in there as well. I mean, like, you know, and then you have Farmington in there. But, um, and also Adams. So when you look at that division, you know, this division looks like it could be Stony Creeks to lose. But North Farmington could be a player as well.
2: North Farmington came out and did what was expected. You know, everyone said look at the staff that North Farmington have, had and basically they just took the Harrison method and moved it to North Farmington. Mm-hmm. They had an excellent season and you know, just and I think there it was an experience factor for the players in the playoffs.
1: Well I think that game against you the Jesuit might say otherwise, but yeah. but um <laughs> but I think you know the key for North Farmington this year is gonna be Jacob Bozeman, their quarterback. Um right. he had a really good league year. He had a really good but until he got into that game against UD Jesuit where he threw three interceptions, two of them were for touchdowns. Um I think that it's his play is going to basically determine North farmton season. You know, mm-hmm. and it could be it and and you're looking at going against a team like Stony Creek, of course, you know, who's got a boatload of experience back. Program strengths on the rise. I mean like it could be very it could be a very interesting two-team race, but you can never count out Home. And Adams, especially with the offenses that both those teams run.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. And Seaholm had an excellent year last year. Made it to the state semifinals.
1: They were 6 and 3. I still can't believe that <laughs> district final shocker against Groves, where they just embarrassed them and from a global scale. Mm hmm. You know? And now you look at, of course, Jim D. team. They got some experience back. I mean, Caleb Croner's back at quarterback, but. Questions at running back, um, questions especially in the defense side of the football. Um, Seaholm could be a very interesting team to keep an eye on.
2: Seaholm can, and they they just had to build the areas where they excel. Offensive line, blocking, uh, the running game, because they don't throw the ball much. They yeah, that's what, ball does, at all. that's what Avir does. not That's what veer does, you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: And, and, of course, we know Adams Adams is going to be a very young team this season under Coach Tony Petrito, I mean, like, going down a division. But this could be really interesting for Adams because, you know, they're going to be young, I mean, like, and nobody's giving them much of a shot this year.
2: And Adams is going to have uh, – it's going to be interesting because Coach Petrito was hospitalized with COVID-19. Yes, he was and it's going to be very i think it's going to be a very touchy situation there for lack of a better term that if there's a team that is going to practice social distancing if there's a team that is going to take all precautions it will be Rochester Adams that being said they've st- you know and they've got to rebuild the team
1: and I think that helps when you have an experienced coaching staff there as well. Of course, you know, Josh Hepner coming over from Troy Athens really has helped stabilize things for Coach Tony Petrito. I mean, like, when he's not been there at practices. But, but you know, you are right on Adams. I think it makes good sense that with them, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens yep. with them. And, of course, the team
2: that's near and dear to our hearts is the Lake Orion Dragons.
1: <laughs> sure. I mean, Lake Orion reminds me, when I look at this Lake Orion team, kind of remind me a little bit of Lapeer. And here's the reason why I say this. It's because when you look at the Dragons, they remind me of, you know, they have a two-quarterback competition between Don Bruno and um, Adam Kyler Carson. Um, and then you have a, um, you have a running back in Nazir Lardell, who I ex- expect to have a big year from. You do have a proven receiver, Mitchell, to at yeah. Defense is going to be a question mark. So when I look at Lake Orion, this team has, remi- reminds me of a very similar traits to appear from last season.
2: The Dragons have to rebuild their lines. Yes.
1: Well, they got an experienced offensive line.
2: Yeah. Um, I think one of the great surprises from 2019 was the job that Rick Powell did as defensive coordinator.
0: Absolutely. Mm -hmm.
2: We said that week after week that, you know, his influence cannot be understated. No. And I know it was a concern, you know, would he be back? Would he be courted by another program? Well, he's staying because now his dad is here to coach the quarterback.
1: Yes, that's (laughs) Now he's, yeah, and I know he's a teach he's a coach, at, um also coaches basketball at Oakview Middle School as well. So, you know, yeah. so that was a huge, huge addition to bring in Powell last season, and it paid dividends to that.
0: Not only did it pay it, dividends, but they looked great at times. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like the they defenses did. of old, and not only did, were they in position and that sort of, you know, no big breakdowns, but you saw big hits. I mean, some of the biggest hits I've seen – in years, Doug, and you could probably, um, you know, reflect on this too. We've done a lot of games together. Mm-hmm. Is that um, the hitting, the the deep, uh, defensive backs, and the big hits that those guys had were amazing. I mean, you see big plays happen and nullified by the monster hits these guys were putting on people, and that's the influence of the defensive uh, coordinator.
2: One thing the Dragons will have to do is rebuild their defensive backfield. I have not I mean and I've been emailing back and forth with Coach Blackstock and the last one I sent was, you know, give me an idea where you're at with your your running back, quarterback, uh you know, and your defensive backfield. And that's the one email I haven't gotten returned <laughs> yet. So uh,
1: well it does help when you have a guy like Cade Mansell back. That's gonna help things in that secondary. I mean, Cade
2: Manzo will be the quarterback of that secondary. Yeah. Yes.
1: He's going to need, yeah. And I think, you know, um, that's going to be very interesting to see where they're at in that secondary. Um,
2: yeah. and it won't surprise me to see Cade on offense too.
1: It would not. Um, he probably will probably see two ways as well. Um, I look at another team here that I think it'd be really interesting. To keep an eye on is Bloomfield Hills, um, going down from the red to the blue, um, Tanner Sosinski, um, back at quarterback. um, They got some questions, um, of course, for Coach Dan Loria, but going down the blue, that's where they've been very successful the last two years. Do you think it could help Bloompia Hills turn their fortunes around after being in the red for a couple of rough years?
2: Absolutely. I think Coach Loria, you know, he knows that he did. I think he knew he didn't have a a red division team. No. And, you know, yes, it showed. But I think... His competition level will be better. Mm-hmm. And I think West bloom or Bloomfield Hills will have a much, much better year.
1: There's a couple of teams in that division. I'm really high on, of course. Um, we've had coach, several coach, their coaches on our podcast. Um, Troy Athens, Berkeley, and, um, also Avondale and Rochester teams to keep an eye on in this blue, in the blue. Um, you know, when you look at Athens, of course, um, the addition of, um, Coach, Br- of, um, Mike Br- of um, Coach Brown as a defensive coordinator um, coming over from Oxford, um, that's going to pay dividends, should pay dividends for Coach Billy Keenis and his team. Um, talk about this Troy Athens team, of course. Um, Wade Ashman's back at running back. Um, talk about what you have outlook for Coach Keenis' team.
2: I think Troy Athens is going to be very well coached. No mm-hmm. question, can they provide the talent to live up to the coaching? And we, this is another thing we've addressed with the Troy School District, both the mm-hmm. Troy and Troy Athens. Is the demographics of that district have changed, and they're not. They don't have as many big oh. football players mm-hmm. as they once had.
1: Yeah, and I saw the Troy. I saw Troy's roster, and it really – I was, like, going, like, yeesh. <laughs> you know, when yep. I saw that. And that kind of got me a little eyebrow a little bit with Troy. But Athens is a team that – I've, I've got some high expectations with this Athens team. I mean, they got experience. Um, They got proven talent. I mean, if there's another team also that have proven – experience and talent to me is Berkeley you know we had Berkeley we Berkeley coach Sean Shields on the podcast last week and we talked about their team and I'm saying to myself when I'm looking at him when he brought up of course a possible quarterback competition with Zach Maurice and um, Ian Dombrowski. I'm going like what are you doing you got a quarterback in Maurice you know I mean (laughs) play him I mean like no offense to him Dombrowski. you can put him in other positions and like you know he can help you there, you know, but you don't have to settle in on a quarterback competition.
2: What's the old saying? If you tell him you got two good quarterbacks, it means you, don't you don't
1: have, have none. One. <laughs> yeah, you don't <laughs> have one.
2: And we have, we have seen it where, yes, you go, you have to designate a number one quarterback. Mm-hmm. And if you bring your number two in just to get this snap experience, yeah.
1: It's that could be dangerous. But I yeah. but I know what Bert, I know what he said to me last week was um was they got depth now and that they can move players, you know, to one way positions. And that's interesting when you look at Berkeley. Of course, Berkeley has has been known not to have a lot of depths, but now you look at now they got some depths, um they got about forty kids on a roster, you know. That that can help things for a program, doesn't it?
2: Oh, absolutely! I mean, if if you can run out forty players,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know, and we say this because we've seen Lake Orion run out ninety, but if you can <laughs> yeah. run out forty players and get a two deep system, that yeah, it's it's gonna help your ball club. Mm-hmm. And I think you uh, know
1: when you look at when you look at that's a team I'm keeping an eye is Berkeley. Another one I'm keeping an eye is Avondale. Avondale's been a pl- Avondale last year did not make the playoffs, and a lot of people had them really high because of their athleticism. So what are you looking at? in i Coach Corey Bell's second year at
2: Avondale. Improvement, mm-hmm. and I think the honeymoon's over.
1: Yeah, last year
2: that's been over.
1: Head- la- that's been over for about two last
3: months. Last
2: year now. <laughs> it was get to know your head coach. Head coach get to know your players.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: That's done. Now you've got a head coach with some games under his belt. You've got players that have acclimated to the head coach. Let's play football. Mm-hmm. And I think that'll be very
1: interesting there. Um, probably the biggest, one of the biggest storylines is going to be at Oxford. Um, Zach line takes over at Oxford. Um, he's got a very experienced team over at Oxford. I mean, like you could play with, like Brady Carpenter, Melvin Echol is gonna likely be the running back. Um, their def everything looks to be looks solid for Oxford in week one. I mean, in year in in year one for um coach for new coach Zach Line. What is your thoughts on Zach Line coming over to Oxford?
2: Everything I've seen about Oxford has been positive. The coach lines come in, and you know he's got the mindset. Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't play seven years in the NFL without getting a football mindset, right? And to come in, I, I think the teaching that that team is going to get is going to be unparalleled.
1: Do you think it could be a similar situation to when Blackstock was took over Lake Orion job? You know what I mean. It took a year. You know what I mean. It took a year.
2: Oh, no question. You've got to have time. Now they started their workouts as soon as they could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we saw a lot of things about Oxford and their preseason. Uh, program. Mm-hmm. and But you've still got to buckle it up and play on Friday nights. And that's where the get-to-know-you phase comes in. And their schedule is vicious this year. Yeah. Well, let's get to know our head coach. Uh, head coach, get to know your players and what they can do under the lights. Um, There will be, I'm sure there will be some some adaptation on both sides. Mm-hmm. And I do the agree coach with it. and the players. So, yeah, I will give Oxford a pass this year if they don't do well.
1: Well, their schedule is absolutely vicious.
2: It is, and and you know this is this is life in the LAA red. Mm-hmm. Everybody's schedule is going to be vicious.
1: Even in the white and the blue as well. I mean, the blue, there's some not easy games in there as well. I mean, I know a school like Ferndale, you know, they're looking at for a bounce back year, especially after missing the playoffs a year ago. And then, of course, you know, I think, you know who I think is going to be very improved this year? You mark my words. I think Pontiac can going to be improved this year. I hope so. Because they got experience back. And I think that's huge, especially for new, for Coach Charles White. Um, his son is the quarterback. Um and um, I think for Pontiac, you know what I mean. I saw some strides last last year on film. I think that Pontiac they could be a team to keep an eye on, you know. And we didn't even mention Rochester Royal Oaks. No. no,
2: but you Pontiac know? it would be it would be a shame if Pontiac did not have football. Yes, uh, the Pontiac school district has to have a full, you know, athletic flight. Mm-hmm. And, and I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I hope Pontiac turns it around. I'd like to see him win four or five games this year.
1: It could be a little challenging though for that. You know what I mean? I think, you know, if they can, if they can win at least one and then improve slowly on the way up, I really think that program is going on the way up. And I also give a lot of credit to athletic director Lee Montgomery, who has also helped with that football program, building that team up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that um, I think Pontiac. I really think this is a team that's going to be on the rise. You know what I mean in the future. And another team we didn't mention, Rochester. They got a quarterback in Alex Blano, who's going to be really talented. I just got some questions with. I just got some questions with this um, with this supporting cast.
2: And it's it's the thing that has plagued Coach Mike Vernon or Eric Eric Vernon. Vernon, uh, for the last number of years that that he can he's. He's got good athletes. The Rochester uh, school district has some great athletes that come to Rochester High School. Mm -hmm. But they just don't seem to put it all together.
1: I don't know why.
2: I mean, I I don't either. You know, that's done. It's it's something I addressed with Coach Vernon last year, and he said that, you know, he gets some turnover with his coaching staff. You know, there are things that just happen. Mm-hmm. with rochester and i really hope they can put it together because rochester could be a very very good program
1: they could be you know what i mean and then the last team we didn't talk farmington football i know farmington's gonna be very young this year for coach Cory roach we had him on our podcast and then our last team to talk about is royal oak so give us like a quick rundown on those two teams in your opinion
2: royal oak uh I haven't seen enough of them to know what's back, but Royal Oak is just one of those teams that gets snowed under by their competition. Mm-hmm. They they just keep playing. They play hard. Mm-hmm. It's a, you know ever since they merged the two schools, like Campbell, Campbell and Don Darrow. And Don Darrow what we thought would be a, you know, competitive team just has not done it. No. And, and they've they made
1: been, one playoff appearance, I know, since 2006.
2: They've had coaching turnovers. Um, you know, stuff has just happened. hmm And I, I would, you know, the Royal Oak is another one of those teams, along with Pontiac, that I would like to see make a move. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: Farmington. Under Coach Corey Throach. We had him on our pod two weeks ago.
2: Yeah. Farmington has uh, to figure out what kind of team they want to be. They're going to be young this year. Yeah, they're going to be young. Um, We've seen them where they want to be a power running team. We've seen them where they want to be a passing team. Decide what kind of team you're going to have and then get good at that.
1: And I also forgot to mention Groves as well. Groves is another one I forgot to mention. Last season, they had a really interesting, they had a good year until they ran into Brownstown, <laughs> Woodhaven, and then disaster broke for their defense. They did return a very good player in Jaden Magnum. Um, just a lot of questions for Coach Brendan Flirty's team this year.
2: A lot of those those teams you mentioned,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and we have to remember that our schedule this year is just going to be a league schedule. Yes. You will see very few if any uh crossover or out of league matchups.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, there is so. a spoiler alert here. I mean like I mean like I know that the um red and the white are playing their um crossover games um um they're going to be playing their league games this year and one crossover.
2: Yeah. And so, but the Blues there's not but you're not going on. outside of the OAA. No. There's not going to be the the run into a Brownstown. Right. Because the blue... they're not gonna be there. It's all gonna be within your league. Mm-hmm. And those are the ones you're supposed to beat. Those are the ones you wanna play. I agree with in you. In your league. I agree
1: with you. And then of course in the blue, you there are some schools that are playing non league in the blue, so there's one uh-huh. at least one of each they're going to weeks four through nine. So that is that is the spoiler alert right there. Um, but, mm-hmm.
2: I would have to say that if you're going to you know, put a label on this year, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Um, we just don't know what's going to happen from one one week to the next. My biggest fear is that there is going to be an infection somewhere. I know. That's and the thing. if that happens then you may see football shut down so I'm you know let's keep all the the distancing and all the precautions in place you know both with with players with parents with coaches mm-hmm. with the community because we can't expect these young players to put themselves in a bubble
1: I know and that's the thing you know and I think you know and I think that's goes for all sports as well I mean, you know that goes for all sports as well, but especially in a sport like football, you know what I mean? Yes, where it's a high risk sport, you know what I mean? Where you know there's a lot of contact. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see what happens. Um, yes.
2: any f- and it's, any it's f- not only with the competition aspect, but with the personal aspect too, you're mm-hmm. regardless of what happens, you're talking about 16, 17, 18 year old kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one thing to you know say yes, football wise, you, you hate to see it happen, but personal wise, you hate to see it happen too.
1: I do. I I really do hate to see that happen. Um, let's go to your favorites. Um, favorites from each division, of course. The red division. Let's go there first, and then the white and the blue. You know, give you a turn. You know what I mean, as well. So, um, <laughs> who would be your favorite? The who would be here. your favorite in the red this year? Would it be West Bloomfield? Yeah.
2: In the red, uh, my top three are West Bloomfield, Clarkston, Lake Orion. Okay. And I'm throwing Lake Orion in there, even though they have got a mini rebuild going on. Mm-hmm. But I think I think that some of the players last year got enough experience they can handle.
1: Especially it. on that line up front. Um, Ian, yeah. do you have any? He his his
0: list is my list. Okay. Uh, the Lakers are just loaded.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I would probably say that's a good list as well. Yeah. Um you know, and then of course, what are your three top teams in the white? i m- mine would be easily be Stony Creek, um, North Farmington and um Seahome. Is that your three?
2: Um I would say North Farmington. Yeah, throw Stony Creek in there.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And you know, I'm not Familiar enough with the other teams in the white to pick a third C home. Adams went base. down.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and, and you know what? Don't count Adams out. Mm-hmm. You no, know? and then you. Uh, so it, it would be an Adams C home through number three.
1: Okay, and then I'm um, Ian. What are your? Th- yeah, I'm really
0: looking forward to seeing Stony. Stony's my top. Yeah, because of you know what we saw last year. I'm really really excited to see what they do.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And then um, you got you got North I, Farmington. I'm with
0: uh, yes. I I'm, you you listed off yours. I'm like yeah. I'm not not along. It's yeah. It's talking to the coaches and that sort of thing. And then your like, and same. then your
1: blue. My top yeah. three would be Bloompia Hills, Troy, Athens, and um, shocker for me is Berkeley. I'm high on oh. this Berkeley team this year. Um, what about you, Coach CC?
2: I think I would flip your top two.
1: Okay, Athens, Bloomingdale Hills.
2: I would think Athens is going to have a, an excellent season. Bloomfield Hills I think has to get reacclimated to winning.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree there. Yeah. And
2: yeah, you know, it's it's a toss up for number 3. You
1: got Berkeley, Rochester, <laughs> um Avondale.
2: Yeah. I'd like to say Rochester simply because I'd like to see coach Vernon really start to put things together at Rochester. You've
1: got a good shot to do that. Yeah. Um Ian, what about you? Yeah, I'm with Doug on these.
0: The um, with his list, it's uh, there's there's some unknowns, you know, mm-hmm. uh, moving around divisions and like he said with uh, Bloomfield Hills, it's like what's uh, what are they going to do? Well, can, they got they, the quarterback. Can they bounce back? Can they do that sort of thing? Because they seem like they lost some crazy games, you know, um, a year ago. And they were now, blown out a lot I of mean, games. I mean, it it wasn't even it was hard to see actually. Mm-hmm. So to see them move, let's see if that. Uh, changes you know the mindset maybe it's uh you know get them back on track again
1: okay um looks like we're getting ready for a very successful football <laughs> season i'm coach corliss thank you for coming on um for calling in this week
2: hey thanks for having me guys it's been great as always mm-hmm. thank
1: you
0: good chatting with you doug
2: we'll yep. see you in the in the uh, booth in mm-hmm. what
0: uh two weeks yeah,
2: you weeks. know what? I've been I've been saying it since April. I can't wait for the season to start, <laughs> yeah, Me so too. So let's tee it up. Let's tee it up safely, and let's have a, a great football season. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, um.
1: Thank you, really much, Coach. All season. right, Doug. We'll see you. Yep. Thanks, guys. Yep. Always is a good. Always, always good stuff. Always good good stuff. insight. Good He's stuff. been
0: around forever. You mm-hmm. know, covering this stuff from uh, the coaching ranks all the way to. Uh, you know, broadcasting with us at on TV mm-hmm. for the last. Uh, this will be our eleventh season. Yes, or 12? I also
1: did release my volleyball projections. You know what I mean? It's also on the. It'll be on the blog okay. at the Miami Semicolon termina Blogspot dot com. Um, soccer will be very interesting as well. <sighs> yeah. Um. um but he, but Coach DC is right. You know what I mean? Football is probably going to be the biggest risk sport. You know what I mean? Yes. And that's the thing. And him
0: mentioning too, you know, it's like you, you hope it doesn't happen, but if if a team gets, you know, stuck with you know, an infection or whatever and mm-hmm. you know, wh- how does that impact the whole team? The whole team is shut down? Do you take the team they just played? Do you shut them, down? you know, all of these
1: There are protocols in place.
0: I well, I got to hear them because all of these just make you nervous. Like I'm so excited that we're going to get underway, we're going to get games going. So, but those sorts of things, like you would hate to have, you, you know, think, an unfortunate you, thing and it shuts a team down for two weeks. I mean, think, that's a seat. You uh, you so
1: do you problem. think though, if I'm gonna put you on the spot, do you think oh, Markial Yo <laughs> made the right decision to put football in the fall, or do you think he should have kept it in the spring?
0: Um That's a good question, Sammy. The uh I I think either way he was sitting in a no win situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you had enough uh, people complaining and saying, hey, let's go, let's do this. He threw it into the, uh, the court of the governor. And he saw and said, success
1: of Indiana and Ohio. Well,
0: it, I, we say success, but they've only really just begun, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm excited to see that that was on, and you heard that there were no infections for some of those games down there. and um, But it's still early. You know yes. it's still early, and it's still early. we haven't even played a game yet. They're just getting their last uh, what two weeks of training in mm-hmm. uh, to to launch this season.
1: And I mean, I could see soccer and volleyball giving it a go, but you know what I mean. But I was really stunned when
0: football—completely s- stunned—and mm-hmm. for Yule to say, you know, to throw it into, um, I think that was a smart move um, by him to say, okay, Governor, you got to change something here. you're holding us up. It kind of deflected from him and the m h s a a and the anger that they were getting. Have put
1: the pressure on the governor. Do you think he did that? Uh, no,
0: I, I well, I think the governor like I said, I think the governor has a pile of things to do, and high school football is not near the the middle upper half of her stack. Well, but yeah. I'd say saying that the gyms can reopen and basically saying, Hey, we'll leave it up to the m h s a a to make these decisions. She and you know the office of so the governor sent it back to I MHSAA, mean, hey, and yep. they're going to live and die by their decision to say yes, we're going to do it, mm-hmm. and they're going to do the best. Doug had a great point about Adams, mm-hmm. right? They've gone through this, right? And you, you can't Clarkson
1: see home also,
0: uh, yes, and you can't tell me that the teams that have gone through this aren't going to be super vigilant about keeping the, these kids healthy That's and true. on track and. I know other coaches around the OAA have to be consulting these guys going, what are you doing? What's going on? Right? I mean, they, these guys mm-hmm. are friends. They're colleagues. They talk once, one another. Right. So you can only help that, hey, they, they had these infections at Adams a while back. Right? And these other schools, you know, before Clarks it, me- yeah. before it me- meant anything.
1: Right.
0: Now it means something.
1: Now it means something.
0: And can they maintain uh, a healthy situation to get through this season? Mm-hmm. But it's, like we said, we don't know.
1: We don't know. I There's mean, so many moving parts. There's so many moving parts. And, of course, you look at, of course, you know, how the impact of fall sports can impact winter sports. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially, you know, when you look at the other sports, you know, wrestling, cheerleading are deemed high-risk sports. Yeah, wrestling, and then, yeah. And then, of course, that comes down to basketball. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. you know, me and you debate on basketball. Yeah, yeah. You know I, what I mean?
0: Yeah, it's uh, deemed not It's a moderate risk. risk. Moderate risk, oh, which moderate I can't risk. understand.
1: Well, I can. I mean, because...
0: But you're in... How do you defend? Six feet away? You can defend, sure. <laughs> but you don't. You know, you're on. You put a body on. What do they say? Put a body on, them, right? I, I mean, think it's... what's
1: the most interesting part of it is the mask <laughs> mandate. They're making everybody wear masks at all times. Where um, and when? All athletes with the exception of swimming. Um, swimming. Okay, so they will wear they them have during, to competition. Wear a mask during competition. wear during competition. That's what we talked about.
0: Mm-hmm. Volleyball, you can do it. Sure. You, you have the. I have the surgical type mask here. Um football you, can
1: def- stuck in a- football, football you can right? definitely yeah, football you can definitely
0: yeah these are nice and light yeah football. is it ideal no,
1: no football you football, you know what I mean you can do it, you know what I mean Our, like, so football will be wearing masks? football has to wear masks, yes, and then soccer players have to wear masks. we talked about that for how long, dude, a long time it's like could the- you just imagine like um, could you just imagine if um you know there's gonna be times where people are gonna have to take their masks by blowing them down like to breathe a little bit, you know what I mean well, um.
0: Yes, sometimes I mm-hmm. go, but these are light. I mean, these are light. Yes, it's it's going to be when you sweat on them, it gets uncomfortable, and you're going to have to rotate these in and out. So I hope they have a high supply of these mm-hmm. because I can't imagine like the the offensive line rolling through one mask through a game. There's no way you're going no to you're gonna have to cycle them in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's I didn't I didn't hear that about having to wear the mask. So but yeah, that's, that's something that's, we talked about. That's I think we that's, talked about. I said, why not? You can't. I can't imagine
1: it. this during basketball season. You know no.
0: what a sight that's gonna be.
1: Well, I think it could work. <laughs> well it's gonna have to. It's gonna work. It's gonna have to.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, like you said, the ripple effect having football back on the the docket, and when it's supposed to get
1: over in December, yeah. December the fifth. <laughs> Imagine having at least Crazy. um three inches, maybe four, five, six inches. Oh. No,
2: it, it can be done.
0: It can be done, but man hmm it's crazy I know. uh but it's like we said i'm glad we're going to get a uh
1: at least a season we're going to
0: get a season in the oa season in and like we said there is no roadmap for what we're living in no this is completely unknown territory and it's uh, been unknown
1: territory since march yeah you know
0: yes so yeah i don't know so yeah uh as far as schedules go Um, I know. uh, Talking to uh, athletic director here at Lake Orion, uh, Chris Bell, said they are diligently working through the schedules of the other sports. Football, we pretty much know what's going on. Yeah, football, we know what's going on. They just need to announce it Mm -hmm. officially. We've seen already some adjustments to um, the volleyball schedule and things. Spoiler alert on that. You did, and uh, the one thing is is that um, giving out. I, I. if you heard something, great. Um, but I, I haven't heard officially on some of those things. Yeah, so, it's very unofficial right And things now. can change, right? Yeah, you things can
1: change yep, right away because we don't know where the other.
0: Correct. Everything is still fluid. So we're still kind of going, uh. But, um, but that's what I'm hearing. Yes, and to and I've states. heard multiple, multiple uh, examples of that schedule, mm-hmm. at least for the red. Mm-hmm. Um, but the red you know, and the, and I've the white is i Okay. So with uh, volleyball, we're still waiting to see what's going to happen with volleyball. Who's coming in when and at least here in Lake Orion and that sort of thing. So Mm -hmm. uh, I know here in Lake Orion, no home soccer matches are scheduled. Um, So we'll see what happens with this week to see, uh, you know, the the shuffling of the soccer schedule. And Mm -hmm. we'll be, um, you know, on top of that and share it with, uh, you know, everybody when we get to know.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, of course, make sure um, everybody keeps updated on the um, situation. As everything goes, you know what I mean? Very fluid right now, oh, but absolutely. at least we got we <laughs> we got, we got, much, every, a lot of our sports are starting it's to come coming. back, which is good. It's coming. Okay, now I'm going to sign off here this week. This is Sammy Termina here. I'm going to sign off here. Take care, and see you on next week, everybody.
0: Thanks, Sam. Point now is produced by Sammy Tiramina. How many years have we been doing this show?
1: Uh, I think about... Five, six? I think
0: it's since 14th, so six years. Wow. If you'd like to make your own podcast like Sam, give us a call at 248-393-1060. We are doing 101 classes currently, so give us a call. That's it for this edition of OA Now. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. See ya!